Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk Live. Really glad to be here. If you couldn't tell from my husband's introduction, I am Chris Tenney Britton. I'm here with my husband, uh, Bill Tenney Britton, and we are here today with Jesse. And I can't remember your last name. I totally blurred it. And, and, and my question has got a little accent on the end of it. Does that change the sound of it? Because I have no idea. What does that mean? Wait. When you say it in Spanish, it, cha it changes, you know, it's just got a little, you know, carbo, you know, a little, little uh, accent at the end. So, yeah. Carbo. But, uh, that but, sounds but so English much you know, cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in English, I always just tell people it's like carbohydrate without the hydrate. Well, there we are. So <laughs> no water, huh? Really kind of dry carbs. Just dry. Hopefully, hopefully my personality isn't that dry, but yeah. <laughs> I bet you well, Substitute yeah. teachers fits. I, I do a lot of substitute teaching to keep up with young folk. And oh my goodness, coming up with some of these names, I just tell them I'm going to butcher it from the start. Tell me how to say it. Well, yeah. moving past moving past names, we're going to have Jesse. Jesse is a marketing expert. Okay, what? Go ahead. I was just going to say we're going to talk about digital marketing, to, marketing today, <laughs> something I know very little about my husband knows a lot jesse knows i'm sure even more uh but the question you know i'm pretty techie and all that and my husband shares things with me but i really still my head kind of swims and i'm thinking uh that there are a lot of our viewers who head are swimming right now so well, jesse can oh my well, husband's hang on no because yeah <laughs> Come back to me because I started this and you and you interrupted me or I interrupted you or whatever. Anyway, um, you know, one of the one of the realities is that we've talked about digital marketing regularly on the show because marketing is a huge deal for the church. You know, the, the issue, of course, part of, of which is that and this is not probably so much this show's content, but that we're marketing a product the vast majority of Americans don't want. You know, please come to church. No one wants to go to church. Half the time, we don't want to go to church. You know, I mean, we say, oh, do I have to go? Yeah, people are mean. You're the pastor. You have to go. But, you know, the, the, the reality is, is that we're marketing a product that people don't want. So one of the goals of marketing, because marketing is different than advertising. Advertising right. is we want to buy something or do something. Marketing is uh, my one of my good friends, uh, Glenn Kelly, said that the best definition he'd ever heard of marketing was marketing is making friends. And that the whole point of marketing is to get an entrance to help people see, hey, there's something valuable here. And then the advertising is, we'd love to have you come. So Jesse's going to talk about marketing and he's going to talk a little bit about advertising because you're it, the only difference really is how you spin the ad. But Jesse is an expert in essentially Google marketing and has learned how to, or has a, some ins or whatever that can get you, get this pastor, what would you do with a $10,000 Google marketing budget? No, no, not 10,000 a year, $10,000 a month. 
Okay, wait, and I need to tell y'all out there, the word marketing may be just way past you. You may be arguing, well, the church isn't supposed to be about marketing. Let me tell you, if you are not staying with us here and you are not thinking in these terms, you are not maximizing the potential of your church. So stay with us and at, at least glean something, one thing for today. Okay, William, pick it up from there. All right, so so Jesse, we're going to bring you in now. Now that we've talked about you as if you weren't in the room, <laughs> you know how how does someone get a ten thousand dollar Google ad budget? Um, yeah. You know, like handed to them. I mean, that's less kind of a what? What what's that all about? Yeah, yeah. In two thousand and three, Google started offering nonprofits. Uh, something called the Google Ad Grant. Uh, back then, it was $15,000 a month in free Google ads. Um, they've since, you know, uh, peeled it back a little bit to just $10,000 a month. Just $10,000 a month. Just 10000 Yeah, just a mere $10,000 a month. But if you are a 501c3, um, the caveat is you can't be a hospital. A lot of hospitals are 501c3s. A lot of schools and universities are 501c3. So anyone that's not a hospital or a school, but if you're a 501c3, which most churches are 501c3, and you have a determination letter from the IRS, because a lot of churches, there's there's kind of two approaches to, to do the whole 501c3. Um, but as long as you have that determination letter or a group determination letter from your denomination, uh, you will qualify for that Google ad grant, which would give you $10,000 every single month in Google ads. So it's not a it's not a cash a check you can cash at the bank. It's kind of like a gift certificate to Home Depot. But listen, if somebody gave me a gift certificate to Home Depot, I, I'd, I'd have a lot of fun. I'd, I'd have all the tools. I'd have all the equipment. I'd be building all kinds of fun stuff. And so Google's giving nonprofits uh, the ability to use $10,000 in Google ads every single month. Again, not every year, but every single month. Chris, you're gonna, you were so, jumping in. I saw you move. Oh, yeah, we're kind of on weird stuff here. Jesse, will you tell us what a Google ad is? I think a lot of us have no idea what a Google ad is and then how a church it would benefit or a church could use it. Yeah, that's a great question. So anytime you go to Google and you do a search, um, there's always like these uh, the first two or three, um, you know, um, answers at the, at the at, you know, from for what it is that you search. Sometimes it'll say sponsored. Yeah that that you know those those words you know that are hyperlinked to a particular landing page or website those are google ads there, there's two other ways you can see google ads you can see google ads as banner images that they're called display ads like if you go to espn.com maybe some of you watched the heat game last night I'm, i live in miami so there was a big miami heat game and they won their division they're going to the finals and um and so if you went to espn.com you know, there's banner ads all around, you know, those, those are also driven by Google. Um, and then there's also YouTube ads. If you've ever been on YouTube and you've, you know, you know, watched Bill and Chris on YouTube, you know, you're probably going to see some ads on there. And those, those are Google ads as well. The grant though, only pays for search ads, meaning that they only pay for ads that are based on when someone goes to the Google homepage and does a search for a particular product or subject matter. And so this is an amazing resource for local churches because if somebody types in churches in my city or church near me, you want you want to make sure that your church pops up at the top of the search engine 
so that they'll find you and they'll go and visit and, and engage. But there's a lot more types of ads that you can run with the free Google ads, with the grant that they provide. There are people in your community that are asking for prayer. That are people in your community that are that are going through all kinds of life circumstances. They've lost a loved one. They're trying to fix their marriage. They're trying to learn how to parent their kids. And they're Googling questions around those issues and topics. And there are all kinds of, um, you know, secular agencies that are trying to advertise to, to these kinds of people. But the church has the greatest message. We have the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we can leverage a free resource like the Google ad grant and put an ad and say, if you're going through a hard time in your marriage, we have hope in the gospel of Jesus. Here's some answers for you. And then, and then again, market by like, like Bill was saying earlier, build a relationship, make a friend, add value, bring hope to people who are looking for hope. Jesse, as, as you say this, uh, and I, and I know how the sponsored ads work. I, you know, I, we, we used to do that. Stop doing it. We're not a nonprofit. Um, so, you know, but, um, but one of the, I, I'm just thinking about most churches. And so let's say they do the one about prayer. You know, are you in need of prayer? Our church to pray in church. We'd love to pray for you or something on that lines. And so right. someone types in prayer, um, hurting, marriage falling apart or loss of a loved one, whatever. And the church there is right up on top. And when you click on that, now it, it is, is, correct me if I'm wrong, but it takes you to your webpage. And when I think about most churches' webpages, all I can yeah. think of is, yeah, that didn't help any. <laughs> that, you know, it lands on the homepage and it's like, hey, come join us on Sunday for whatever. So, so what does a church have to do to make this work? Because I'm just thinking yep. that isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's part of why we're finding so much success in the way that we're using the Google Ad Grant is because we have a team that will help build a very specific landing page. And a landing page is just a, a another way of saying a single page website. So if your web, if your church website has five to ten pages, um, a landing page is simply a single page uh, website that, that specifically addresses the thing that people were searching in Google and what the ad is about. And so if it's you know how to grieve death, then when they get to that page, it's literally going to be all about you know are you, did you lose a loved one and some scriptures on that, and it's going to be copy and videos and you know calls to action all around that topic. And that way, when someone hits the page, I mean, because there's a statistic out there that says you've got about three seconds to capture somebody once they see your website, they're either going to quickly see that this is relevant to them or it's not relevant to them. And so we create very highly relevant landing pages, single page websites that are linked to that, to that ad. And so part of what we do at the Digital Missions Project is we'll, for every campaign or every ad that you run, we'll build an individual landing page that makes sense that's highly relevant for um for what that ad is about and so that way um someone will stay they will read they'll engage and then hopefully they'll fill out a form or they'll call or they'll make an appointment they'll do some kind of uh conversion engagement uh, action so that then the church can start building a relationship and stay in contact with that person so so jess as, as i uh, i'm picturing this does, does the church have to go out and buy 47 different uh, domains or can they use one of their pages and just set it up as a single page? That's a great question. 
So we typically set up what's called a subdomain. So let's say, you know, you know, your church website.com, a subdomain would be like outreach dot your website, your church website.com, right? So that's subdomain. And then you can build numerous pages. Um, you know, as we've typed in, you know, all of us have typed in tons of, you know, URLs or, you know, domain names, it's your website, you know, dot com backslash. And then that whatever you put after that backslash is an individual page. Um, so you can put, you know, as many pages on your single domain as you want. And so that's what we do. We use, we use a separate subdomain that's still attached to your main domain, but we just build out different pages. But if you, as if you, uh, at your church, um, are, are, you know, creating these pages yourself, if you have a communications team, a web developer on staff, yeah, um, they'll know that they can just build out and they don't have to be linked to the homepage of your website. They can be what we call hidden pages. Meaning that, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if a regular person comes to your homepage, they'll see the main five, you know, kind of the home about us, contact us, events, you know, sermons, you know, join us online, those kinds of main menu links. But then all those other pages you're using from the ads would not be visible on the homepage. They would be, you know, visible, you know, clearly through the ads, you know, as they link through, but it really just depends on your strategy and what it is that you're trying to accomplish. But, um, there's a lot that can be done for sure. So uh, I have a couple ahead. questions. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember one of them. We'll try for the second one first. Oh, yes. So if I say, oh my gosh, Jesse, my web my website, let alone my home page, but can are, do you help them with that with even their front page? Yes. So what we typically do is we will consult with them on how to improve their main website. But we, we, we really haven't gotten into the business of like rebuilding their main website or because a lot of that would be involved, like a lot of what would be involved in that is branding. And mm -hmm. that's, a much, that's a much deeper, bigger kind of process. And we would not necessarily consider ourselves branding experts. Um, if anything, what we are is Google ad experts and, and and I, you know, because I'm, because I was a pastor for 25 years and I understand the goal is to build relationships and to connect people into relationships because we want to present the gospel. Then I'm thinking through the lens of like, okay, what is it that Google ads do and how do we create strategies to reach people? So, but when it comes to their main website, yeah, we're, we're always consulting and giving advice and input as to, you know, Hey, try doing this, try doing that. This is, this is, a, this is the standard practice. Um, but then it's up to them to kind of like, I'll give you an example. The other day I was talking with a church here in South Florida um, and I was reviewing their website from a design standpoint, the website was not great, but I didn't give a lot of critique on the design standpoint. I gave one main critique. I said on your website, it, it's, it's, it's consistently inviting people to join you for worship. The only problem is I couldn't find the address to your church anywhere on any page. And, and, and it's such a, such a basic oversight. And so then at that point, you know, they were like, I was like, I said, do you need help with your website or what's the, oh no, we have someone who can fix that. Two weeks later, there still was no address on the website. So, you know, I came back to them and said, Hey, I still noticed that there was no address on your website. Now I didn't get paid to do that, but, but being a friend, being a pastor, being 
someone who's in this space, you know, I, I was genuinely concerned. And I said, brother, I do want to see you reach more people, but you know, they won't know where to go if they visit your website. So the sooner you get that address on there, the sooner people will know where to show up. So anyways, yeah. Do you fire clients if they don't do that? Just that simple stuff you say, oh my gosh, no, you don't deserve a Google ad grant. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. That's such a great question, Chris. I I have not yet had to do that. Um, I hope I never have to do that, but, um, but that is, that is a good point. Um, because it's, it, it really is a stewardship thing, the opportunity to be able, and the time that it takes us to build out those landing pages and create the ads. And if they're not taking, if they're not, because there is work on the church side, if there's leads coming in and there's people who are filling out forms and saying, we want prayer and we want help and we want this. And if they're not willing to do anything with it, then, then clearly that, so, so part of what I try to do is that on our discovery calls, that when we start the conversation before we ever bring them on as a client, we try to make sure that they're serious about being on mission. And if I, if I tell that they're not really serious about being on mission, then usually what I do is I just say, well, start with getting the grant and, you know, and I have a free course that I give people for learning how to apply for the grant. And then usually I never hear back from them. Why? Because they never applied for the grant because it's very easy to apply for the grant, but it does take work. And if they're not on mission, they're not willing to work. And if they're not willing to work, well, they're probably not a good fit. So, yeah. So Jesse, I, as I'm thinking about, about this, um, because I do Facebook advertising. I mean, that's one of the ways we connect with pastors across the globe, but but we work. It's how we connected. There we are. Exactly. Exactly. So we know that works, but here's, here's my question. When I think about Google, and I think, of, and I, again, it's been a long time since I did Google ads and compared to Facebook ads, with Facebook ads, I say, I want to reach people in this geographic area. And if I was a church, you know, which I was for, I was a pastor for 40 years, you know, I, right. when we did Facebook ads or boosted a post, we boosted it in our local community because right. uh, you were in Kansas City. My, my last church was in Kansas City. And there was no sense of me marketing to people in Chicago. It, it's just, they're not going to show up on Sunday. It's a long commute. So, you know, sure. St. Louis or Seattle. So can you do that with Google? Can you say, hey, listen, yeah. we're, we really want to just reach the people in our county or our zip code or our neighborhood? Yeah, in the Google ad dashboard, when you're creating the ads, it asks you, where do you want these ads to show up? You could say the entire United States. You could say the entire state of Missouri. You could say Florida. You could say, you know, you know this zip code. You could say, you know, one mile from this address. Uh, circum, you know, kind of in a circumference. Um, the difference, though, the the real the real difference between um, what Google Ads can do and what Facebook does is that Google Ads is intent based, meaning that somebody is actually asking a question, and you can show up for that those keywords and those questions and answer them, and so the conversion rate is much higher because of the intent that exists. Whereas in Facebook, it's more interest-based. And so even though you can target your audience geographically equally, um, but the way you, like, for example, I, I might say to, in, in, if I create a Facebook ad, I might say, okay, I want all of Miami-Dade County, but I don't really know who's interested in church. 
But if I do a Google ad, I could find out who's interested in church. I could say those people who are asking church near me, church in Miami, church in the zip code, those people are very interested in church as opposed to just like, you know, so it's sort of like casting a very wide net versus like actually fishing with the right lure that catches the right kind of fish. Um, so anyone that's like into fishing, you know, you know, there are like, if you're a saltwater fisherman, there's certain techniques and styles and, you know, lures that you use. And if you're a freshwater fisherman, there's certain kind. So it's, 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 you know, it's, it's sort of the difference between I'm going to go fish with a big net, see what comes in versus, you know, I've got the right lure because I'm going after, you know, bass, you know, largemouth bass. That's what I want to catch. So I'm going in with this fly, this, you know, this particular thing. So um, that's the difference. Okay. So now I, wanna... I have three questions. Wait, okay. I have three questions. Okay. One of them is what I am hearing is that this is about building relationships. It's not just getting someone to go to your web page so they know what when your worship service is. This is actually providing a service, right? Not not a worship service, but right. a like prayer or um, a, maybe a class or something. But even before they get to that, you're going to be trying to um, spark conversation. Is that accurate? Yeah. So even the hat that I'm wearing says digital missionary. Uh, our conversations with the pastors are, you know, th this, this reality that the mission field, obviously there are multiple mission fields. You know, when I was a kid growing up in the church, we had missions week every year without fail. And we had the missionaries that we supported come in from all over the world and they would give presentations and show you know, you know, remember the old school, like carousel, you know, pictures like click, click, you know, and it would show like a picture and it click, click. And there was like another one. And, um, and, and as a kid, I was, I was so like, I thought I was going to be a missionary. I saw myself in Africa somewhere being doing missions. Uh, that never happened. Um, I ended up becoming a church planner and then eventually executive pastor. But, um, but we have to get back to this idea of what it means to be a missionary because the greatest mission field I think that exists today is the digital space. And, and, and I say that because everybody's online all the time. And if you want to reach people, that's where you have to go. You have to go where people are at all the time. And that's when I, when the first church I ever planted by myself, um, you know, I'm just like, got in the car like that first week, like, okay, what do I do now? And I just started looking for places where people were and I found them all at Starbucks. There was this single Starbucks in this developing community. And I just started hanging out at that Starbucks. Eventually I was known as the Starbucks pastor and, and it was awesome because I never had to pay for coffee. The, the general manager of that Starbucks ended up getting saved and getting baptized. Um, many people came to faith, but, but we live in a new, I mean, it, it's just crazy how fast, you know, our world is, is developing. Like, you know, it's, it's not just about going to Starbucks, although it is about going to Starbucks, but it's not just that I can be at Starbucks connecting with people, but I can also be on my phone on social media connecting with people. Right. And so the mission field is also digital. People are online all the time and we have to figure out how to reach them there because that's where they're at. And so, um, that's huge. That's that, that's that there's a huge implication. And, and, and part of why the digital missions project exists is because I know the stress that pastors feel already trying to manage all of the in-person relationships. And now you're telling him that he's got to manage all, 
all these online relationships, right? And so what we try to do is remove some of that burden and stress. And we try to systematize some of that process for him so that we can turn online, turn online engagement into in-person relationships. Okay, I'm gonna interrupt because we are only a few minutes and I wanna make this, I can see the average pastor or the average layperson saying, I'm not sure how this works. Okay, you advertise and whatever. And I just wanna walk, walk you through a scenario of how this could actually work. So let's do the prayer thing. We, you know, we, we're, we're reaching, we have an ad, or when someone's searching for, um, I've lost a loved one and right. I'm really sad, what do I do? So your ad shows up and says, you know, click here for prayer or whatever. And for, they, and of course that would be a horrible hook, but whatever, you got a hook, they click, they go to your website and there's, you know, there, there's, a, there's some nice stuff on there about prayer and God loves you and da da da. But then there's this bit that says, there's this, this chat, there's a little chat button that, that, that pops up, which, which is really easy to do. AI chat is a huge deal today. And they click on that and they say, well, let us talk to you now. So they click on that and they put in, I, my, I lost my grandfather, I'm really struggling. And that immediately pings someone in the church, a lay person or whatever, and they get that text or gets forwarded to someone text and that person immediately reaches out and says, how can I, I'm so sorry for your loss, how can I pray for you? Um, now, again, Google Ads has, has, has uh, displayed an, this ad to someone in your community. So this is someone in your community that is yep. heartbroken because they lost their grandfather. And now there's someone on the other end of their phone or the other end of the computer in chat saying, hey, how can I pray for you? And that and they respond and you respond and they go back and forth maybe two or three times. And then, you you know, if you know what your pastor's sermons are for the next six months, you look at the sheet real quick and say, man, we have a sermon series coming up on grief recovery. You know, what, how to deal with loss. And it's coming up on the 15th of June. It might be a great opportunity for you to stop by and we'd love to love on you and pray for you in purpose, but also the pastor's sermon is going to touch on this and, and give you biblical comfort and ways in which you can move forward. And now you have someone who's likely to show up at your congregation. And then if they show up or when they show up, then it's up to your hospitality team and your follow-up. And we, we've got lots of episodes on that, but that's a practical way that you can see that how this Google ad bring someone into your sphere of influence and into the church. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I can see some of your wheels turning out there, right? And you're thinking, oh yeah, this sounds really, really great. We can do prayer. Well, you, this means being intentional about that prayer. You better have pastors. You better have that prayer uh, prayer series in place before you run that ad. It'd be like running a sale on refrigerators but, or an ad for refrigerators, but you don't have refrigerators. So you've got to have what you're advertising. And if it what isn't fair, well, I know I'm preaching right now. This, but it, it really, this is one of my, my soapboxes. Okay, I'll stop. So, so Jesse, we're, we are like almost out of time. No. And I just wanted to get that in on how it could work. And that's an example. There's lots of examples and lots of ways of doing it. Um, but the Google ad grant, to be fair, and to be honest, you, the church, you can do this completely on your own. It's a lot of work, um, and and Jesse has a training which we will put into the into the um, description of this 
after the after we're done. Um, and you can go and take his course and learn how to apply for it. And you know, you kind of got the overview. But Jesse works with churches and helps them to maximize and takes a lot of the pain out of it. As he said, there's still work you've got to do because he's got to have the information to apply for you. Um, and then you've got to work on because he's going to work with you on your on your um, landing pages. But Jesse, if someone wants to work with, you know, the digital missionary group, what do they need to do? How do they need to follow up and et cetera? Yeah you, can visit, <laughs> yeah, you can visit us at digitalmissionsproject.com. So it's not the digital, it's just digital missions, plural project.com. And right on our homepage, there's a link where they can uh, essentially register for and sign up for the free course. The course is five videos, about four minutes long each. That, so it's, you know, it's really a mini course. It's not a full length course that basically walks you step-by-step step on how to apply for the Google ad grant. Wow. If you want to do a discovery call with us to learn more how we can come alongside you guys and partner with you to manage the Google ads, we're happy to do that. There's no obligation. Uh, you know, we're currently working with about 16 churches. Uh, as a matter of fact, we, um, if, you, if you're familiar with Exponential and Leadership Network, we run their Google ads. So just saying that, so you kind of know we're not, we're not really a fly by night, you know, Mickey Mouse organization. We're a legitimate uh, organization that's working with large, large organizations using the Google ads through the Google ad grant. And uh, yeah, we'd love to help you. And, and um, we really are here because we want to see a million people hear and experience the gospel through the strategies of the Google ad grant. And so if we can be a part of that in a small way or a big way with you guys, we're, we're here to serve you. And then you can also reach me at my email, jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at digitalmissionsproject.com. Awesome, Jesse. Hey, it's been great having you. We are out of time. Thank and you. we're looking forward to seeing you all next week. Yep. Have a great week. Bye-bye.